Welcome back to Sin Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in John chapter 6. It reads, After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a large crowd was following him, because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test them, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about five thousand in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments, that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This indeed is the prophet who has come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed for about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set the seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him, because he said, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. They said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he say now I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has sent the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. 
I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of this world is my flesh. Then the Jews disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man truly give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life, but the flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. For today's nugget of truth, we're going to see the reasons that people wanted to follow Jesus at this time. And we're going to discuss how those same types of reasons can still be seen today. And as we look at this chapter, it displays five significant types of people that are trying to follow Jesus. The first follow him because of the multitude that's there. So they follow the crowd and what's happening. The crowd goes somewhere and Jesus is doing things. And so they move and follow to see what's going on. We see that in our day as there's large people gathered. People want to go see what's going on. They're curious. They go and they try to follow. But they're really only there because the crowd is there. They're following what's popular, those trends, those different things that are drawing people in. They continue to go to those places in greater numbers. We also see in this chapter, there's people who follow because of a meal. The miracle that he does in providing for them has filled their stomachs. And so he says, hey, you guys came back only because you had your fill of the bread that took place. So they're walking around trying to receive these things from him. What is it that he's going to provide for them? What is it that he's going to do for them as individuals? They're looking to gain something out of following him. There's also those who want to see just miracles in general. We see that they ask for these signs and wonders in this chapter. We see that they're looking to see the miracles that take place. To be able to say probably, hey, I was there when Jesus did this, or I was there and I saw this with my own eyes. I saw what he was doing. But they yet continually ask for greater signs and more signs. And Jesus walks through that with, hey, let's talk about the bread that's come from heaven. And they say and compare that to what had happened in the Exodus day. And Jesus then says, hey, it's about me as the bread of life coming. And then they start to really not be interested in what he's talking about. We also know that from this passage, we see that there's people who follow him for the money. We see that specifically here when we speak about Judas, because Judas attached himself to the Twelve because he was trying to gain from what was happening. He had a very political idea of what the Messiah was supposed to be and wanted to be a part of that and the kingdom that he was going to establish. 
And as Judas, we'll find out later, is the one who has the coin purse, he is actually able to pilfer money from that for himself. We see that Judas is a display of a person who is great selfish interests that are motivating him following Jesus. But then the last reason that we see that people chose to follow Jesus is that Jesus is the master. Of all these five reasons, that's the only one that is a true reason that the person chooses to follow Jesus. They're the only ones who are going to continue to endure with him through all that takes place. We see that here in 66 through 69. As many others have turned their backs and walked away, Jesus asks his 12 disciples, hey, are you going to go away as well? Are you going to throw in the towel, just cut your losses and move on? And Peter says, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. He recognizes him as the master and says, you are the one that we are to follow. We have nowhere else that we can go. And Jesus says, hey, it's true. But I chose 12 of you and one of you is a devil. It's important for us to stick a pin in this thought because even from the beginning, we're always going to see that Judas is set aside from the rest of the disciples. Jesus wants the others to know, yes, your faith is growing, but do not assume that all around have that faith. And that's the challenge for us today is why are we following Jesus? Why are you listening to this podcast today? Why do you go to church? Why do you read your Bible? Are you looking for God to do something for you? Are you looking for a meal? Are you looking to see miracles? Are you following because of the multitude, the crowd, other people are doing it? Why is it that you're following Jesus? Because there's only one true reason to follow Jesus. That will lead you to receive the fullness of what he has to offer. And that's because you see him as the master. You see him as our savior, our Lord, and our king. And that's our question for today. How is it that you understand your pursuit of Jesus? Do you seek him as a master? Now, ultimately, this is a question that only you can answer for yourself. As you ask others about this, they certainly can see possibly some external evidence of what's going on, but ultimately, they don't see through to your heart. Jesus saw the heart of Judas at this point. He knew what was coming. The rest of the disciples did not understand that. Yet as he speaks about Judas's future betrayal here, it gives us an opportunity to examine the fact that there are many who will say that they had some sort of a relationship with Jesus and maybe even make claims for those things. We see that spoken of in Matthew chapter 7, that many in the last days will come to him and say, hey, did we not do these miraculous things? Did we not do great things for you? And I'll say, depart from me, for I never knew you. As we think about that, he's giving us an opportunity to examine ourselves to examine the reasons that we follow Jesus and to allow us to walk forward in the truth of knowing that Jesus is our master and that we want to understand him in a greater sense or to understand that our belief is not genuine but is like those who have turned away in this chapter or even Judas who believes that he's there and does not actually attain that true belief. So that question is something that I ask you to answer today. You can certainly talk with others about that, but my desire is for you today to reflect on this because ultimately you're the only one who can answer that question. You know your heart. You know the displays of obedience that are there. You also know the struggles that you have, and you need time to reflect on this, and you need time and opportunity to do that. So I pray that you take advantage of that today as you reflect on the way in which Jesus revealed himself to these people and the response that they had. May you be responding in a right way to the way in which Jesus has revealed himself to you. Know today you were loved. You're-